Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. I'm your host, Wendy Covey. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, best practice, or challenge of marketing to technical audiences. Along the way, you'll meet friends and colleagues of mine who will share their stories. And my hope is that with each episode, you'll be inspired and ready to take action. Before we get started, I'd like to give a brief shout out to our sponsor, True Marketing. True is a full service content marketing agency located in beautiful Austin, Texas. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. On today's episode, we focus on the power of co-marketing. And in my opinion, this is an underutilized channel and a very powerful one for boosting brands and showing results and, and quite frankly, less effort than it takes for each company to do an initiative on their own. So I'm joined by Chris McLaughlin from Vertec. He's in the control systems and automation space. And he'll be talking about the approach his company takes to co-marketing, uh, what results they've seen, and has advice for you marketers out there that are thinking about trying co-marketing for the first time or improving your co-marketing performance. Let's do this. Well, today I'm joined by Chris McLaughlin. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Vertec, and we're going to be talking today about the power of co-marketing. Thank you for being on the show, Chris. Thanks, Wendy. Uh, before we get started, why don't you just tell me a little bit about who Vertec is and what your role is at the company? Yeah, absolutely. So we're a systems integration firm. Um, we're based in Phoenix and Southern California and Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and, and coming soon, Austin, Texas, right? Go Texas. Yay. So that's going to be a thing. Um, and yeah, we work uh, for all things industrial automation and um, I've been doing it for the last 17 years. And so me personally, I am the director of sales and marketing, as you said. And it's exactly what it sounds like. I make sure we have sales and I do marketing to get those sales. And as an engineer, what drew you to marketing in particular? I'm very interested to hear that story. Uh, so the marketing came first. Uh, so my degree is actually in marketing. And, oh, it, is. Uh, yeah, it is. I didn't know the marketing came first. Yeah, it did. So when I was growing up, um, my father is an engineer. Uh, my uncle's an engineer, my grandfather was an engineer, and we had a family business uh, in Southern California for also doing systems integration. And I told him, absolutely, I will never be an engineer. I will never work <laughs> in integration. And here I am 17 years later. But in the meantime, I, yeah, I got my degree in marketing. And then um, after I came back, from studying abroad in Sweden, I fell into basically a compromise with my dad that I would try it for two years of working at the family business, but I would absolutely be leaving after that. And, <laughs> and that was the, the deal. And so basically two years on the dot, I left um, and went to a business strategy and branding firm and did that for another two years. Uh, and then uh, the family business fell into some hard times and they brought me back as a partner. 
And now it's 17 years later. <laughs> well, you, you, you fake engineer pretty well because I know that you, um, you're very technical and on the sales side of the business certainly can, can hang with the best of them. Yes. So I have had plenty of engineering experience over that time and it was a learn by doing kind of thing. I gotcha. Well, aside from the family business, you also have a pretty unique family life within your, your immediate family. Yes. <laughs> so I do. Um, I have triplet daughters that are now seven years old. And uh, I have been working for Vertec for the last six years. So there is a correlation of running my own business and also having triplet daughters was way too stressful. And so that was the moment where I reached out to Titus, uh, got involved with him, and took a sales position at Vertec to have a calmer life uh, so that I could deal <laughs> with my daughters. Sure. And then, and then shelter it. in place hits, and then you're like, this isn't calm. <laughs> it's not. And all of a sudden, he's convinced me to be the director of sales and marketing. So he won. And uh, life is no longer just an easy sales position. And here you are. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, uh, let's dive into our topic today. So I love the subject of co-marketing because I feel like it's a very underutilized strategy amongst, amongst technical companies, uh, but one that can work extremely well and boost two brands at once. So it's a very efficient tool as well. And I know that co-marketing has been something that Vertec has seen great success with. So just to provide context, what types of partners does Vertec have? Yeah, so those partners are many and um, there are different circumstances that I think that they would become most useful. So for us, it's software companies, um, it's hardware companies, it's distributors that are in our geographic regions um, and we're doing activities with all of them. Okay, so technology and channel, kind of, if I could categorize them, it sounds like. Yeah, that's and, a, uh, Great, that's okay. And when you, when you think about, you know, which of those would be good targets for co-marketing opportunities, is it, uh, does it have to do with the size or their brand or just who's willing to be receptive to the idea? How do you qualify those opportunities? Yeah, uh, so I think it's uh, the companies that are, I'd say the most active with their marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be some that just, that's not a part of their culture. That's not what they do, or it's very closed down or very corporate. Um, we've tried to always pick ones that have an emphasis on marketing and are doing things that we consider to be modern and effective. Um, so they share a lot of our values in terms of how they do business and how they do marketing, and therefore we mesh really well of what we're trying to accomplish jointly. Boy, when you start from, from the shared values perspective, that becomes clear that it can easily maybe weed some out. Um, that's great. And, um, you know, wh why, why do you think it's beneficial to, uh, to do co-marketing? So, major benefit is we're increasing our reach, and uh, we're getting free labor. Uh, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, so the basis behind this is that we 
we're not a huge company. We're what about 75 people uh, at the moment. And so there are plenty of partners of ours that are much larger and they have complete marketing staffs. Whereas we have like two people and then spread amongst other people that have other responsibilities. And so they're putting out content, they're doing webinars, they're doing white papers. Um, and so we'd love to be a part of that. And so it's the opportunity of uh, getting in for a little and then getting a much bigger result. And that's why we love co-marketing. Makes sense. When you're approaching that larger company that does have such an established um, marketing organization, what value prop do you bring to them? How do you, how do you pitch yourself? Yeah. So we've noticed this with all of the partners that we've done it with that they're also constantly looking for content. It's, it's not just enough for them to say that our hardware or our software is amazing. Listen to us. They want a company like Vertec to be kind of vouching for them and saying that this is great. We've used it in this way. It works and it gives them validity. Mm -hmm. So they are looking for those white papers. They are looking for those blog posts. They are looking for you to talk on a webinar and they have a marketing calendar that they have to fill just the same as anybody else. And so a lot of times just being present and yeah, offering right. your services uh -huh. is all that it would take. Yeah. And, and, and I would add to that being present, but, but also being responsive, like being able to quickly jump on that opportunity, say yes, make it, even if it means the webinar is next week and you have to scramble to meet it. I think um, that it goes a long way too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what types of results have you seen from co-marketing? How do you measure the success of these efforts? Sure. Um, so sometimes it's, it's brand awareness and that sounds cliche and it sounds a little weak, um, but it's, it's out there. It's all, it's holistic. Um, we've gotten to the point on our website now, I was actually just talking about this with the owner of Vertec yesterday where there is so much content um, and in all different uh, verticals and in all our different services that it's impressive. It's to the point where it's like, hey, they probably know what they're talking about. And it's this holistic feeling. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same kind of way with these webinars or white papers or other stuff that we're co-marketing. Uh, it's like if, if Vertic is showing up enough, there must be a reason why they're, you know, they know so many things or mm -hmm. they're being called on to do this marketing. And therefore, it's creating an impression of Vertec is valid and Vertec is an expert within this thing that, that the company is promoting and that somebody else is watching. And so, yeah, if you're going to um, somebody and you like their software or you like their hardware and they keep on talking about this company, you're like, oh, yeah, I probably should be looking at that company too. Mm -hmm. And so we've done it from that approach of, being present in the places that if people are looking for this hardware or software, we want to be right there associated with it. And this yeah. has been that mechanism. Yeah. And, and I think um, I'll take it one step further in, in 
looking at your marketing, not only are you present um, on the same subject in multiple places as you described, but but you also have opinions. And so I think you've taken it one step further when, when you put that label of thought leadership onto it. And um, Vertech has definitely had opinions and points of view on subjects too. And, and I think that that's carried you a long way. And it's probably why these partners are so excited to um, partner with you as well, because you guys have some some good uh, approaches to your content and your messaging. Yep. And one like side tangent from it is, so this is all of the ongoing marketing calendar type stuff. Uh, there are opportunities where we have full on campaigns um, that we ask our partners to basically do it with us. And okay. those are the times where I would say that the results are tractable in terms of, okay, we marketed to this many people and this many people viewed it, this many people clicked through, it became this amount of projects. And, and that's hard numbers at that point. And so at that point, your partner is manpower. And again, is validity within the market. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times these are much bigger companies than we are. And if they don't know who we are, they probably know who our partners are and will listen to us as a result of that. Yeah. So, so what I'm hearing is there are times when you invite them in and it's not about getting into their database necessarily. It's having the credibility of that brand associated with your brand, even though it's a Vertec led campaign versus being in a partner's webinar where it's exposure to their database. And uh, that's just a, a different strategy, right? With um, different ways to measure it. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, so what advice would you give to companies who've never done co-marketing or thinking about trying this out? Um, how should they get started? And are there any, any pitfalls you would warn them of? Sure. Um, okay. So there's multiple answers to, <laughs> to what you just asked. It was a uh, complex question. Let's, I'll let's unpack. Um, pick the one that you spend the most time with. Um, and that you use in your day-to-day -day business the most. And so you're going to know who that is. Um, and then just assess them of, yes, do they have marketing efforts? What are those? Are they webinars? Are they events? Not right now, COVID, but in normal <laughs> times. Um, are they white papers, blogs, social media? What is it that that company is doing? And where's the most likely point that you could offer up to them to insert your services mm -hmm. and just try it, <laughs> you know, get just one thing out there, <laughs> Yeah, make a relationship, meet their marketing team and do one of those things. Even if it's four months from now, plan for it, do it, accomplish it, and then try to repeat, um, on the side. I would say that it was also very effective that we did this with True of there was a heavy content generation over multiple years where on a repeat and scheduled basis, mm -hmm. we were making white papers, we were making blog posts, we were redoing our entire website, um, and we were doing webinars, we were doing campaigns. We built a whole library that was also enticing of we've offered up stuff to our partners 
and they basically just throw it into their newsletter or put out a link to something that is Vertic created. And that's another avenue of you're giving them something rather than just offering to be a part of what they have. Yeah, and look how easy it it was, I'm sure, to just plug in that content asset that's already created, packaged, ready to go. Ooh, we need, you can imagine on their end, we need a, a third feature in the e-newsletter and oh, thank you, Vertec, got it, check. <laughs> so make yep. their jobs easier. Great advice, great advice. Um, well, Chris, I wanna switch gears. So I know that you have a pretty exciting personal project going on in your town in Nashville. So tell me about that. Yes. So this is not industrial automation related. Um, there's a homeless shelter in downtown Nashville called Room in the Inn. And it's something that I've been very passionate about. And since coming to Nashville, I've uh, been volunteering there a lot, um, especially during their winter shelter times. Um, they, for from November, through end of March, run a winter shelter um, so that they can get homeless people off of, the sh off of the street and basically into a warm place, feed them, get clothes, everything. And so during this, I found out that on any given night, 100 to 150 people are being turned away because there's just not enough space. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that, that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. We need to do something. These are big numbers, yeah. I know. So... So I tried for an entire year with them of trying to increase capacity, trying to increase volunteers, and realized through the process of it is a logistics nightmare to try to coordinate all of this and trying to efficiently grow them because of the way that their software systems work and just the way that they track everything. And there are so many volunteers that it's just hard to get a foothold. And so in my engineering mind, I'm like, uh -huh, you busted. You're such an engineer right there. <laughs> right? Like we need to replace all of your software systems because they're so disjointed and mm. they don't talk to each other and there's no correlation. It's not efficient. I'm like one platform, everything included, everything linked, and let's empower your people to be able to grow this program and get those homeless people off of the street. And so when I offered that up, uh, a little bit I know that that was going to include 30 some odd engineers from all over the world working nights and weekends with me. And we've been doing this for months. Um, we're at about a 40% completion point. And um, there's still a lot to go. Uh, and there is always a need for more people. And is this all pro bono, all of the, the work that's been done to date by these developers? Yes. Uh, so, wow. I mean, the, this project, uh, if we were to have a customer, I'm estimating it in the neighborhood of this would be three quarters of a million for yes. this job. And we're trying to do the entire thing for free. And mm -hmm. there have been such amazing engineers that have helped us out on this and there's one area in particular where we're ending up short. Um, we are strongly looking for SQL Server database developers. Mm -hmm. So if there's anybody listening uh, that would like to be a part of this, um, I would love to talk with you. Yeah. And if, so, if someone listening knows anyone or is willing to promote it socially, uh, what again is the name of the organization so people can go to that website? Yep. It's called Room in the Inn. And they're in downtown Nashville. Okay. 
Well, um, what a what a very wonderful cause. I'm I appreciate you sharing it. Um, if people would like to learn more about you and about Vertec, where else could they go? Yep. So of course, if you go to vertec.com, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn under Chris McLaughlin, uh, or Wendy could probably put it into the notes. Feel free to email me directly, and I would be honored to talk with anybody about any of these topics. I'd be happy to do it. So look for that blog post with links to Chris and Vertec and Room to Grow um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast today, Chris. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge with us. Thanks, Wendy. Visit contentmarketingengineer.com for notes and resources from today's episode. While there, you can subscribe to my blog, which will keep you up to date on new episodes and other resources for building trust and growing your business with technical content. Thanks and have a great day.